This is Paige Harvey of Frontier Developments, wishing a very happy new year to all of the Loose Screws podcast listeners. Fly safe, commanders. start again and my name is Todd Worsham this is Lou Screws welcome to a we got a great big beefy episode for you um let me start off by saying that that was Paige Harvey from uh FDev and she was good enough to get on to our anchor page and actually say hey well we're uh thank you for a new year and all the other stuff that she said which was awesome and I just want to say super duper thank you to Paige Harvey I am super humbled by that that was amazing and awesome and and kind of like i can't even think about what else to say because i was super nervous about that i still am super nervous about that as you could probably tell oh yeah Uh, we love we love Paige. she's the queen of the space nerds and also the master of dog memes yeah she was good enough to hop into our discord and and gracious with some uh, so that uh voice you hear in the background that is uh commander kai so last week kai was with us and um uh i'm making it official this week that kai is going to be joining the show as a regular and uh so dravenos um i texted dravenos a little bit ago and he hasn't responded yet i'm hoping everything's all right i'm sure something come up on his end but uh maybe he'll hop in here a little bit and we can um uh, get him in here because I was really wanting to chat with him. So, but with us tonight is Commander Kai, and uh, man, it's, we have a great big show. What I'm wanting Commander Kai to do is kind of, man, if there is something that um, goes on in the community, Elite Dangerous, uh, Kai is on top of it, and uh, I am not on top of it because I can only keep up with so much, but. He is awesome enough to help me out on that end, and um, we're going to be getting him in, and um, yeah, he's going to be a standard member of the show, and I am fumbling all over this tonight. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's all good. You're just nervous because we're doing all kinds of new stuff tonight. I know. I know. We're doing a lot tonight. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a frog, man. you got to heat up the water slow for me. Yeah, it's all good. I tell you what, I'm going to start with breaking news. This is breaking news, the biggest news of the year in the entire game of Elite. The whole galaxy is talking about it. That's right, folks. The Loose Screw Squadron has been formed. Yep, yep. (laughs) Um, So for those that don't know, we went ahead, I think last week, I formed the squadron, and we got people we got people in. I think we got about six or s- I don't know how many people. I think we got maybe 10 or 15 people in there right now. I don't think everybody knows about it. We're not asking you to, if you have a squadron that you like and you hang out with, we're not asking you to leave your squadron by no means. But if you just, you know, if you're kind of like me, only really play with a few people every now and then and they're from the show, man, hop on in, you know, um, uh, and just uh, I have it set up to where if you you can search for Loose Screws podcast 
you can find us, do an application. Uh, me, Kyra Dravenos, can accept it, get you in here. Or if you catch us online, like uh, I'm, I'm Commander Tyrvol, T-Y-R-V-O-L. You can always hit me up. And uh, man, if you're, you know, wanting to do something, odds are I'll probably come do it with you. Cause, you know, unless I'm mining or shooting enemies or just don't have time, because real life, I'll probably fly over there and do stuff. Right on. And I'm Commander Kai Zen, K-A-I space Z-E-N. And just hit me up if you want an invite. So one of the I was wanting to mention before we went too far is um, right now we're doing a live stream recording. Now we're still going to do our standard recording and upload it on the podcast and stuff. But going forward, aside from um, the occasional weird episode that we do or the occasional issue that we may have, we're going to be recording. We're going to be broadcasting these live, unless the internet breaks and we can only record, which, with the way my internet is, who the hell knows, so. Uh, so, you can always, if you can, YouTube, you can find the link in YouTube in our uh, Discord, you can go to YouTube and search for Loose Screws ED, and uh, it's all there. And you can get into, um, you can also access the previous, because I'm going to be DVRing these, you can actually access old episodes there. You listen to me bumble around when I'm nervous because I'm live. <clears throat> um, speaking, speaking of which, I just got a text from Draven us. He said it'll be in just a minute, so I'm sure something came up. Um, oh, awesome. So the next... Is that here? Anyone just heard Poppy? No, I'm just crazy. Okay. So um, the next thing I want to mention is down-to-earth astronomy. I'm going to bring him up a little early. So down-to-earth astronomy was cool enough. Well, let me mention this real quick, because I'm, I'm skipping ahead. So FDev, Paige over at FDev, not only did she get onto and record a little voice thing for us and get into our Discord and answer a couple of questions for us, but she also was cool enough during the live stream Monday to mention our show. So Paige, if you're listening, thank you very much. That was super awesome of you. Yeah, thank you to both both Paige and to uh, Stephen. Uh, yeah, Stephen they was both, here. Yeah, they, yeah, they both gave us a shout out, which was lovely. Yeah, they're they're super cool. And um, anything I've ever said bad about Stephen, I'm sorry. No, I don't think I've ever said anything bad about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, it was super cool. So I'm very excited for that. But mentioning shout outs, I also want to thank. Down to Earth Astronomy, because during his live stream this week, which I believe was Tuesday? Was it Tuesday or Wednesday he did that? I can't remember now. Uh, yeah, it was Tuesday, yeah. the blunderbuss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, speaking of which, if you haven't seen his blunderbuss build, that is a crazy build with with uh, scramblers and... Um, oh, what are the frag cannons called? Anyway, the... The power play frag cannons. He's got this mm -hmm. crazy build. You got to get close range to be able to do anything, but he can like strip anaconda shields in like 20 seconds. No, that was, well, I mean, he can strip the anaconda shields in like two seconds. He oh. posted a video just, uh, just like yesterday from the second that he started engaging, he had the anaconda exploded in 22 seconds. And really, I was looking at it. If if I was the one working that stopwatch, I would have said it was 21 seconds. But he's a lot smarter than me. So if he says it was 22, let's say it was 22. <laughs> well, all right then. No, that's really cool. I'm hearing a lot of Elite Dangerous music. So I'm going to go over here and crank it down just a little bit just to make sure we're not overpowering our voices. 
So anyway, so on to the news for Hey, driving house. Hey. hey, there you are, buddy. Everything all right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine, man. Um, I figured a bunch of crap came up. You uh, being late to a show. That's a first, brother. You need yeah. anything? You good? No, we're good. We're good. Need a hug? I'll get you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't driving that far, but you can come to me for a hug. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll drive. Just don't to me. <laughs> um. So, um. News is where we are at. So I want to start with the first thing here, which is the community update, which <clears throat> on Tuesday, FDev posted the community update for January 3306. And this is kind of like three little paragraphs where they talk about um, what's coming up for the next year. And there's not much here. Um Basically, they're saying that the first half of the year will be dedicated to uh, bug fixes and getting fleet carriers, excuse me, getting fleet carriers released. And I think they were talking about doing that before the uh, second quarter. So, so just to, to clarify, they were talking about that before the second half of the year. They're talking mm -hmm. about that. They said... The first half of the year would be focused primarily on bug fixes and the fleet carriers, which implicit within that statement is the fact that fleet carriers will be coming at the end of the first half of the year. So that means we should have fleet carriers by LaveCon. That's, yeah, that's kind of what that's that means. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. <clears throat> that's a pretty big thing. Um, and the second thing they mentioned here was the bug fixes that were coming. And they also talk about the January update, which is scheduled to come out on January 14th, which we'll talk about that here in a minute. Um, but I think that pretty much guarantees us having fleet carriers, I would say, by mid-June. Uh, just kind of, Yeah. Maybe July, possibly. Well, July, the first week of LaveCon is, I'm sorry, the, fir the first week of July is LaveCon. I believe that's the second, third, or fourth? Yes, the, yeah. the third through the sixth, I thought. Some, something like that. It's the first week yeah. of J July. Yeah. And just, just glancing at the calendar real quick, I think that we're going to get fleet carriers on either the June the 9th or June the 16th. I think it'll be the couple weeks before LaveCon. Uh, that still gives us plenty of, gives them plenty of time to get it warmed up, get everything set right. So my original predictions, the predictions I was making last week are clearly a hundred percent wrong. <laughs> everything I said last week about maybe I think they're going to be later in the year. Clearly I'm wrong on that. So, uh, they're coming a lot sooner than I thought they were. And, uh, fingers crossed. Fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah. Barring probably a big thing. Um, the second bit of news I want to discuss, because I, I, we're going to talk a lot about the January 14th up, update, but the royal stamp creation. So apparently in England, they have stamps that don't have American flags on them. I didn't know this. I thought I'll all the stamps in the that. world were, Amer were just like, you know, little, like little bald eagles or, you know, George Washington with the musket or something, you know, but apparently I'm wrong and there's other kinds of stamps out there. <laughs> so, uh, but... They they announced I believe it was a, I think they call it like a video game collection, and yes. the 
in the stamp collection is a screenshot from the original Elite game. And I thought that was super cool for them to do that. It I, is super cool. Does America have a video game stamp? I don't think so. I meant to Google this before uh, I got on the show. I have not seen one ever. I'm Googling this right now. Hold on. No, I do not see a video game stamp. I see some things that look like that they're probably trying to get my money fakely for some fake stamps. All but... right, so I typed in video game stamps America, and the first thing that comes up is Royal Mail UK video game stamps. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> so the United Kingdom has once again beat us to something cool. Congratulations, <laughs> Brits. We'll see you next time. But. <laughs> So, I think that's super cool. Um, I only wish they'd put the current game, but I get why they did it. Uh, they were trying to do, like, a more classic thing. But, and... but wait, while we're on the stamp thing, which, first off, it's amazing and well done. Hats off to you. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to call out Lave Radio and say, uh, Commander Edelweiss, Commander Phoenix to fire. The next time Shan hits you up with... Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what is something about uh, uh, what is it? Uh, 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 that 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 plagiarism is the sincerest form of philately. You roll a newspaper <laughs> up and you smack him right on the nose and you say no, no, bad Shan, because otherwise he's gonna just keep dropping those on your carpet. He'll do it too. He'll do it too. Yeah, yeah, he will. <laughs> Um, and, and I mean, that's why there's so much bio waste coming out of the, uh, the, uh, orange bar side, the, uh, orange sidewinder bar. So, <laughs> hey, no, you do not get to put that responsibility on Shan. That comes from Ben Moss Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> Group effort. Yeah. So let's talk about some shit. Let's talk about this January update where we have like four pages of patch notes. Have y'all looked over these patch notes yet? I have. There's a ton over here with these bug fixes so as usual i'm not going to read every single one but i'm going to read the hot or what i consider to be the highlights and um we will have a link to this in the show notes of course um first one here first of all it's going to be out on january 14th second thing is that uh the first thing they list here is arcs and it says balance improvements for the generation of arcs particularly for exploration-related gameplay. Uh, I would assume, because correct me if I'm wrong, there was a thing that people were doing where they were basically honking around or scanning some systems, and then they were getting a crap ton of arcs for it. Wasn't, wasn't there? I can't uh, remember what it was. Or, or maybe it was... Uh, I uh, mean, in my experience, you didn't get that many for exploration. Like, Yeah, I think there might have been some... Uh, there might have been a couple of exploits here and there, but I think... By and large, what they say when they're when they're talking about uh, fixing the arcs for exploration is that they're going to give you a little bit more to make it a nice, reliable way to earn arcs. Okay. Whereas with like trading and combat, you got a pretty much a guaranteed amount in exploration. It was kind of like you either got a lot or you got a little. Yeah. It was kind of inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can tell you, I did a little bit of testing trying to figure out what would how much arcs were worth certain things, and I got nothing. I, I could not figure it out, and I guarantee it's because I'm not that smart. But um, I don't – it really felt like they were just kind of rolling a dice on a lot of things. Um, but it also could be because, like, maybe different ships had different values for, like, destruction. Because I was trying to figure out combat values, so – but I was trying to keep oh, – okay, well, this is a this is a master 
or Combat Master Vipers. I was trying to only kill Combat Master Vipers, and I killed three of them, and I was trying to figure out how much it was. After like two or three days of trying to figure it out, my notepad ran out of ideas, so I gave up. But um, I had heard some, somewhere where people were doing like a surface scan of, of certain types of planets, and they were getting a crap ton of, of arcs, and then they weren't, they were, some people were, were using it as like a trick because you could go in the system, scan it, and they would only scan one, log out, log back in, scan another one, log out, log back in. They were getting a lot of arcs for that, but I don't, I don't know if that's actually accurate. It seems like something I read on Reddit that may not have been accurate now that I'm thinking about it, so. Man, I'm going to, I'm going to say like, the, 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 I'm sure the, the formula for how the arcs are figured out is some stuff that could give Einstein a headache. All I do is I log in, I play for a couple hours, I do a lot of stuff as I normally do, and I look, and uh, normally it'll be like, oh, okay, I, in a, you know, okay, I played for five hours, and oh, there's, I hit my cap for the week or whatever, so I don't really try to figure it out so much, I just play. Yeah. Um, next thing on the list here is some audio. It looks like they fixed a fair amount of audio bugs. Um, it fixed the missing audio text for female crew members. Thank, thank goodness, because I thought I thought mine just bugged out or died. Um, fixed a bug that, which made an audio effect on firing pulse lasers would loop indefinitely. This is exactly why I took all pulse lasers off my ships. <laughs> Yeah, I was so you actually ran into that bug all the freaking time. I had heard about it, but I had never experienced it. Or it's just like you keep hearing that. Dude, like it actually happened yeah. out once when I was exploring. Like I fired at I don't know what it was, some sort of little creature to see if it would react, and it spit some brown poo at me. I guess at me, and then like I was flying. I thought I thought it was like broken or something because my ship was kind of damaged from exploration, you know, because I flew near a star once and. You know how your ship just gets, kind of gets beat up a little bit while you're out exploring. Anyway, I uh, I thought I thought it was just damaged. And I'm trying to figure what is going on with this this thing. So I uh, AMFU repaired it and rebooted a bunch of stuff and and just kept making the noise. And eventually I figured out it's just a bug, and it was driving me absolutely insane. Um, they also fixed the looping audio issue with the shutdown field neutralizer. I have not experienced that. However, I was in a wing. With a buddy of mine, uh, we were there's like for, I took my buddy Cody out doing uh, Thargoid stuff one time, and his exact words were, "This is some bullshit. This is too much shit. I ain't doing this." But the shutdown field neutralizer he had was looping. The audio was looping on it, and it was driving him insane. Um, he actually had to restart his whole PC to fix that. That was really weird. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty deep. Yeah. Well, at least they're getting that taken care of. Like I said, I'm, I haven't experienced any of these audio bugs myself, but, yeah, you know, I mean, I could understand where it's just like if you hear pulse laser firing constantly or that from the shutdown field, like constantly. Yeah, it's a, it's loud, too, or at least I, I feel like it's loud. Maybe it's just me. Uh, crash stability. They fixed the crash that could occur when attempting to enter the network option screen. Fix a crash that could occur when mining in ice rings. I'm pretty sure I've experienced that. Um, that's really annoying. Uh, updated the way we check a player's entitlements to fix an issue where the Horizons update is not being recognized as installed. So I actually know a podcaster that this actually happened to. 
And he's not a elite podcaster. He's just kind of a general game podcaster. And um, he had walked away from elite for a while and then he decided to come back to it and he couldn't even play the game because he uninstalled, reinstalled the game. And it was basically saying he didn't own the game. And I hope that that's the, that's what they're talking about here. Um, Fix the crash that would occur when Imperial fighters destroyed. I had never experienced that. Have y'all? Uh-uh. Yeah, I don't really fly the fighter a lot. Yeah. Fix the softlock when entering super cruise with the Lucent Embrace megaship targeted after launching from Forrester's Choice. Who the hell figured that out? <laughs> well, so that was that was uh, you know that's the 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 spot that that was just happened oh. the station that was just created for the Golconda event. Yeah. And so. It was just, I mean, it's a new thing. It was just put in there. And when you were apparently going from the Golconda station to the Empire super ship, not the Federation one, it was causing some kind of a glitch. So it was, there were a couple of things that tie, were tied to the Golconda that they were just like, yeah, this was, you know, we fixed a couple things there. Sounds to me like somebody just favored Federation. Well, that's uh, not of course. You that's the right way to do it. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, on the background simulation, they, they added some new faction estates, and I kind of want to go over those a little bit. We're going to save some of this for next week, because next week we're supposed to have Tweaked on the show, who is very much more wrapped into the BGS than what the three of us are, and he's going to educate all of us on how the BGS works. Um, but... Fix the issue. This, it says they fixed the issue that meant some deliveries made to repair Thargoid attack stations were not being counted. Uh, added, the IDA guys will be very, very happy with that. Yeah. So they, they were having situations where approximately anywhere from 25% to 30 to 40% of, of all of their donations were just like going in and coming out an airlock and flying out into space on the other side. And they, it wasn't even consistent. It's not like they could count on saying, okay, if we're going to deliver, you know, a thousand tons, we're going to get credit for 700 tons and we can factor that in. There were some times where like they went to one station and they donated hundreds of tons and 0% of it counted. And then other times like 90% would count. Like it was completely inconsistent and, uh, I think that this is a huge, huge boon to them and will make them very, very happy, especially with some of the things that are going to be happening now. Jeez, that's crazy. I did not know that. That's awful. That would be demoralizing as all hell. Yeah. And it's good that it's fixed. Um, they also fixed an icon for the Blight State. Uh, they fixed an issue where the factions selected for installation scenarios or the installation's owners instead of the system controller. Installation scenarios with system. Okay. Added names for a... Sl- I'm not sure. I have, I might have to ask somebody smarter than me on that one. All right. It says fixed an issue where faction, factions selected for installation scenarios were the installation's owner instead of the system controller. So, oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I read that completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Added names for a selection of systems in the Witch Head sector. Okay. So, these are the things that they added. Um, Go ahead. 
I was going to say there are a few more things, but uh, I thought you were. Yeah, yeah I'm. I'm yeah. No, go ahead. I'm circling back. Okay. Um, added new faction states. Factions having trouble with water supplies can now sometimes suffer a drought, causing an economic downturn. This can be countered by importing water and other emergency supplies. Infrastructure failure disrupts a faction's operations and reduces both security and economic standards. The increased demands on infrastructure elsewhere in the star system may lead to similar factions, similar failures for other factions. Food and machinery, mach, <laughs> food and machinery deliveries can speed up repairs. Terrorism. Terrorists can target prosperous factions, resulting in a significant security and influence cost. This can be countered by legally selling weapons to the authorities and assisting with bounty hunting efforts or by the faction entering a lockdown state. Natural disasters have a significant economic and security cost for a faction. A natural disaster puts extra strain on the star system's infrastructure, increasing the chance of drought or infrastructure failure for other factions in that system. Public holidays increase a faction's influence and standard of living for their duration. However, that comes at a small economic and security cost. So you mean to tell me that during a public holiday, there's a chance we could have a terrorist attack? No, the, those are two separate states. They're not yeah, tied to each other. Yeah, two separate states. So I'm saying those, like it's security cost. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, well, so it, 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 it could weaken some of the security, like... So these these states are are not yet sort of like people don't exactly know how they're going to play out. They're some somewhat wild cards, and they could end up being awesome for the the BGS community. Uh, but for right now, they're just kind of a little more of a wild card, like unknown factor. Well, it sounds so like, like a good bit of them are also going to like inter intermingle with each other, like. I don't know, like, because, like, about public holidays things with, like, it's a small security cost, so, like, will there be an increase in terrorism, or it's just, like, economic costs? What exactly is a small economic cost? Well, this was my thought, and you tell me if I'm completely off the off the rail here, okay? They're putting in a fair amount of state, or, um, states, when you add in blight, that have economic downturn, or real problems um and i'm kind of wondering if they're leading that to where maybe we have something else coming in the background you know what i mean i so what i think it it, it is 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 sort of some wild card so like let's imagine that you uh have a, a system and that's your system and let's imagine that because you have a series of like treaties with all your neighbors and you have a lock on the system, you have strong control of the system, you kind of take it for granted that that's your system and that you're in control and that nothing's going to mess with your little, you know, pile of dominoes. You've got a little house of cards that's built, but you feel like that it's invincible. It's a fortress. So imagine that the BGS is like, like say, let's say this is a game of Dungeons and Dragons. The BGS is, is, the 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 dungeon master that's out there well every day or every week or however often that it does this it gets out its handy dandy d100 it gets out a big die and it rolls the die and 
even though you have like unquestionable domain over that area, like you, you, you can't, you know, nobody's attacking it. Nobody's whatever. You, you could still come up craps on that die roll. And now you get a blight or you get a, a, a random natural disaster or you get a random terrorist attack. So now it creates a sort of, uh, a randomly occurring uh, emergency that you now have to scramble your guys to deal with. You have to go, let's say that it's a, a drought. Well, you have to go to other systems and bring in water and bring in foodstuffs and bring in, you know, things to handle that. Or let's say that it's a, a terrorist attack or, or a natural disaster. You might have to go and bring in things to sort of fix that problem. So what, what it, and, 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 I'm not 100% sure yet, and I don't think anybody is 100% sure yet uh, because it hasn't really been put into long-term effect. But uh, the thinking is that these are a bunch of chaos agents that can be added to the BGS to make things act in more sort of realistic and lively and interesting ways. Well, the like, you know, kind of to Dravenos' point... So because you have a small economic and security cost, what I'm curious is if you could have like a public holiday followed immediately by a terrorism attack. That would be kind of cool. I mean, not I mean, terrorism maybe, was yeah. cool, but. <laughs> it, I mean, it would be interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I, so the, 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 the little, you know, four day, whatever, the, the test that was done wasn't long enough to really see any of those interactions with any of this so this is there are a lot of people right now that are into the bgs that are kind of going okay how does this work let's see yeah and you know I, i've i've actually had the thought that they did that on purpose because they're trying to save a few things like maybe they have something kind of planned that they're going to kind of you know, throw at us at some point and be like hey you know this is kind of happening you know this system's in a terrorist mode and you know, we need like a like a small kind of uh, I don't want to say community goal because they're not doing. They, you know, I don't know if they're you guys doing CGs or interstellar initiatives for the next however amount of time. Yeah, and basically until the the fleet carrier comes or the big update with fleet carrier. So, so I don't know. Um, it might be something smaller than that, but well, this also what... makes me wonder, like if, like let's say you have two two groups of players that are doing bgs and within a certain area mm -hmm. like is the terrorism thing gonna be like kind of like a random event where like if they're kind of competing and then all of a sudden it's just like they randomly spawn this one thing that it's just like oh well this happened and now things are kind of going to crap like well yeah i mean that that's an interesting point it could it, so like i said these are sort of agents of chaos and it could be okay so ty's actually right it could make like a mini cg not it's not a cg like that you call it a cg but if you're the faction that controls that and all of a sudden some natural disaster strikes like you know oh, earthquakes on this planet and like everything's gone to hell you have to like call in all your people and like set up like you know sort of fema and like try to deal with the emergency, bring in medicines, bring in foodstuffs, bring in water, uh, deal with whatever the, the, the state is. And Dravenos is right in that, let's say you have another uh, system, 
uh, another government or whatever that's close to that system <clears throat> that might look and say like, well, we couldn't really like their position was sort of unassailable, but there's a chink in their armor now. We can go after that, and it could lead to interesting interactions. But I mean, we just have to see how that plays out. You know, one other thing I was going to say was, what if they, so like, like with the, uh, what if they had like missions that were kind of like, hey, um, get us some, uh, get us some uh, uh, personal weapons so that we can, are uh, uh, smuggling some personal weapons for us so that we can uh, uh, do this terrorist thing or get us some, uh, proximity mines or something so we can do this terrorist thing. I wonder if there's going to be missions kind of based around that. Or, or like taking down the, uh, the mega ships or whatever, like d disabling the turrets on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point too. I don't know how many, I don't know how many factions really have mega ships though, but that's a good point. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I I'm a big fan I think it's very cool because I don't know how much work is really involved in them putting in different faction states, but it seems like they're able to kind of drop those in. Um, of course, clearly they're doing it in a patch, but they kind of they kind of snuck Blight in there with the whole Golconda thing, and they're doing this stuff. So it kind of feels like that they're that they're kind of I feel like this is all seeds for the future. Like I don't feel like I don't feel like any of this is going to come to fruition right now. I feel like they're just kind of, well, we're going to do the little bit here and a little bit here. And then when we get to here, it'll be really awesome, you know? Um, but a couple other things they did here, uh, conflict zones, uh, implemented a number of improvements to conflict zones, which should improve stability. Uh, fixed a bug when entering a conflict zone and it appeared empty. Oh my God. I've encountered this so many times. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm pretty sure yep. we you experienced that one together. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, fix issues, uh, cause when capital ships arrived. I've never seen a capital ship in a conflict zone. I didn't know that they could even go in there. I've only seen them oh, on yeah. starports and shit. So. Yeah, no, they can jump in. They can jump in. And, and at that point, uh, you know, you, yeah, they can jump in. And so it was causing, sometimes it was causing like the, the thing to go haywire. So this will be good that it's more stable. It could also be because, you know, uh, when I would jump, typically when I jump in a conflict zone, oh, look, it's empty. Great. Got to, got to get out of this one and get another one. That's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, many people have made that complaint. So that'll be, that's that's one that's one of the, the, the ones here that was kind of a biggie. Yeah. Um, fix the issue that calls ally capital ships to open fire at friendly ships. That's probably a really that's good thing. <laughs> um, exploration, implementing an alternative solution to help migrate. The long delay with scanning <laughs> planets with geological sites. Can I can I sum this one up for you real quick? Go right ahead, man. Just because it's that's like like two paragraphs of notes. So basically, they they first had it with a system that that they had where you would scan it from the FSS, and sometimes you would have to sit there and wait for like thirty seconds, forty seconds, while the little thing was spinning, saying that it was looking for geo sites. And some people didn't like that; they wanted a different system. So what they tested in the in the uh, beta was a new system where. You scan it and it'll tell you fairly quickly, like immediately, uh, whether the signals are like likely, very likely, or unlikely. And then you would have to fly out there. And when you fly out there, it would resolve whether or not it had them and how many it had. And a lot of people looked at this and said, ooh, this is not a good fix because we would rather have the old way than have to fly out to each planet. We'd rather 
sit there and wait the extra time in the FSS. So everyone was kind of nervous. I saw so many people make the comment that it's like, this is a fix that is worse than the original thing. We'll just keep the original thing. Well, they made a brilliant decision. And what they did is said, you could do either or. If you want to sit there and wait, you could do that. If that's how you like to do it, if that makes you happy, we're not going to take that away from you. Uh, but if you really just hate the little wheel spinning and you want to just get likely, very likely or unlikely and then fly out there, you could do that, too. And like that was some wisdom of Solomon type shit there, because nobody is unhappy with that fix. Yeah, um, I, I have done a fair amount of exploration. I have not encountered this delay. Uh, so the delay, the, the delay was happening when you are. Um, like, so when the system, uh, when it's unmapped or whatever, when the, when, when the geo sites are not all listed, uh, it, the, the system had to sort of generate it. The, the stellar forge thing was like generating these and that was causing some, you know, I've, I've seen it many times where well, it's... I've experienced it too, like where you're <clears throat> sitting there and you're trying to like scan a set planet and all of a sudden it's just like, it's just forever scanning. Now, some people have encountered it and not even noticed it because when you hit it and you hit the, like, you zoom in and you see the planet, they immediately zoom right out and, like, okay, I'm going to the next. Well, if you don't look on the top right corner, there's that little spinny wheel saying uh -huh. that it's still looking for geosites. So you may have actually encountered it and not even known it because you were just like, I zoom in, I see the planet, I go to the next. Well, but so it, it, it was a thing. See, so the way I was doing, or the way I scan planets is like, zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out, and then. I'm, I go back when I when I get out of FSS. I look at the the target list on the, right. on the navigation panel. So, so you by were the end, it probably populated, it. you know. Yeah, or it didn't because you zoomed out of the you jumped out of the scanner and it was just showing none because you didn't wait long enough to see if there were any. But you could literally be sitting there scanning it the entire time. I've experienced this before. Noticed it when I was looking for uh, mineral sites. So mm -hmm. what I'm hearing is that I actually found Raxla, and I just didn't know it. <laughs> well, if if Raxel is a geo site, then I'll give I don't you know that. If it goes that deep, but <laughs> <laughs> so. Um... But this was this was a really really brilliant fix because nobody's unhappy. Yeah. Um, so a couple of things they fixed here was fix an issue that prevented the search function of the galaxy map from working correctly. I have seen that. I have been oh, yeah. to systems, done a search, and be like, I'm in the system. What do you mean you can't find it or whatever? Oh, yeah. Um, fix an issue with the nav panel that incorrectly displayed if a planet had been mapped or not. I mm -hmm. have seen that. Instead of showing a notification for each individual asteroid belt cluster, we now condense <laughs> as many as we can into one message. Thank oh, the huge. Lord. <laughs> yes. And here comes the biggie. You're about to flip out. Fix an issue... Where is was not sometimes possible to select asteroid ring hotspots from the cockpit. I'm no pretty sure they very confusing. No, well, no, you it, read it right. That's it's a thing. typo. It's it was yeah. it. And yeah, they put yeah. is. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's there, there's that. I feel like that's been in for quite a while. Like I mean, I mean, when I say quite a while, I feel like that's been in since like year one or two, maybe. <laughs> That's been, I feel like that's been for quite a while, but I might be wrong. Uh, like I said, I don't want to go into every single little bean thing here, but I'm going to read through the... the. If you the, want, I can sum up the highlights from where you're at down, just to wrap it. 
Well, one second on that, because I, I, okay. I do want to go over the uh, mining stuff. So yes. the fix, fix the issue that could lead to the detonation graph not appearing if deep core mining with a, with a wing. Fix the disconnection magenta crate that could occur whilst mining. Happened all the freaking time to me. Fix a deep core mining issue in multi-crew where different crew members would see different detonation levels in the HUD. Fix subsurface displacement missiles in multi-crew. I'm not sure who actually uses those. So you, fix- can, you can sum all of that up with, they fixed core mining in a wing. Yeah, yeah. It, but my question is, is did they fix the uh, issue with limpets? Because... Yes, hold on, they, hold on. they get to that. They get to that farther down. Yeah, okay. there. Where was that at? Uh, uh, that's so. The, the next, they talk about the dolphin, which is now flame retardant, and then after that is <laughs> collector limpets should stop destroying your shields while collecting. Yes. Yeah. So that was now the wording because on that's can, key though, because Ty can confirm this though. Like we've been in a combat field, and it's just like I needed to farm materials, but yeah. I couldn't fire my like if I fired a limpet, it just sat into my ship. Whereas his limpets would go and collect everything, or, or worse, <laughs> I have I have seen his shields go from like full down to like half after two limpets impacted the hull. So, yeah, that's the thing that they specifically yeah. were fixing. So yeah. the wording on this is key for me though. Okay, implemented a speculative fix for collector limpets damaging ships when retrieving mining fragments. So what they're saying there is that, hey, we think we got it fixed. We're not 100% sure. And uh, I'm I'm okay if they keep trying on this one, you know? I mean, Uh, hopefully they got it. And if they don't have it, we're going to give them feedback that they didn't have it. And there's going to be another round of these bug fixes before uh, we get to the the, uh, carrier, you know, patch so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get it we'll keep going until we get it well there's uh, also to note that there's going to be betas for each one of these so yep each step of the way um they fixed or added the ability to rescue any crew that were on board the player's ship when it was destroyed from the insurance screen so i think i've lost about six crew members so that's very mm-hmm. helpful I, three of them were elite so that's really annoying but uh i really wish i could have them back now i miss you natalie but anyway <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what you what y'all don't know is for a while there I had three crew members named Natalie, La- different last names, all the same first name. Sheer luck. I have no explanation. So, um, anyway, so and one of them was actually elite, and that was sad. It was a sad day, Tater. Um, the last thing I want to bring up here is the trading thing regards to. Uh, void opals, low temp diamonds, painite, stuff like that. So, I'm going to read this word for word. Added supply and demand volumes for certain high-end materials. Now, trading goods such as void opals is more realistic. Markets can still offer a high buy price, but they will offer less as the demand is met. As part of this change, these high-end minerals will now be demanded more by specific econo- economy types. This change will affect the following commodities. Alexandrite, Benetoite, Grandadierite, Low-Temperature Diamond, Monazite, Muscovite, Painite, Rod Plumsite, S- Serendibite, and Void Opals. 
So yes. there's it's been just what we discussed last week. Yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say I want to say we've touched on this before. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Uh, I think I think you will have to go further to sell your uh, stuff, but I still think you'll get good prices for things. That being said, guys, you guys got uh, five days to sell all of your stuff at a good price. So <laughs> get out oh, there and start mining. I'm mining all weekend. I'll just tell you. <laughs> My whole thing is it's just like once you uh, like you can just type it into wherever you need to type it into and see so you're selling it for the highest. Now you might not get like the 1.6 million per or whatever but like if they're spreading this out a bit more in certain economy types then you know yeah you might have to travel a little bit farther but it's like you're not going to take like that big of a loss right i feel like instead of going from like you know like let's say one system's not selling it for the 1.6 it's only selling it for like 200,000 a thing like i don't think it's going to be that big of a drop across the spectrum now you might be selling it for, you know, five hundred, seven hundred thousand instead of a million per, but you know, it's not that terrible of a loss. Yeah, I don't think it'd be that bad. Um, I think that there will be a drop. I don't think it'll be a. I don't think the market will plummet like some people have spoken. And you know, I think that, I think that because some of these minerals aren't necessarily being mined a whole lot right now. Um, so we might see an uptake in some of the minerals that, you know, like you're cruising on looking for, uh, void opals and you come across, you know, everybody's come across that, that core that's granted air. you're like, Oh crap going on. Well, now you might stop and get that granted air. you know, yeah. so it, it, it could be selling high in the region where you're at versus mm-hmm. void opals. but mm-hmm. let's face it. Like out of that list you just named, I mean, I'm pretty sure we were all mining for either void opals, painite or LTDs. Mm-hmm. The rest of that, I'm pretty sure the majority of us just kind of passed on. Um, I think I've mined everything in that list just because I wanted to see what I could actually make off of it. And I know I could have just Googled it. I didn't fill up, I didn't fill up a whole hole or anything. I think I got like 20 tons or something. Um, but definitely paint out and void opals were the way to go. And LTDs were the <coughs> best way to go. So I still think it'll, I still think it'll, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be really be fine. Um, that's kind of all the big drop news here. Um, so now we're going to turn it over for a few minutes to Kai and let him talk about the creator's corner for the week. So real quick, I just want to add one thing to that last list. Mm -hmm. Um, there were, this was one, one thing that could sneak by, but l- let me tell you, I, I, there's going to be some stuff coming up that I think will make this uh, more interesting. Various oh. fixes to Thargoid fighting, including the bug where you were getting instant split, the god mode hearts where like it would, the heart would just bug out and you couldn't hurt it, the weird thing where you would get like massive heat spikes or whatever, uh... Yeah, so the Anti-Xeno Initiative will be very happy to know for, you know, any reasons in case they might come across any Thargoids in the near future that uh, a lot of that stuff is fixed. I'm sure the AXI is going to be very happy to hear about that. Oh, speaking of which, um, this kind of happened today. Um, This was another piece of news I meant to to bring up and I just remembered because you brought up Thargoids. Thargoids are back, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, there was, there, yeah, that was, so it was, it was an interesting series of, of events because, uh, so, so in earlier in the week, the first thing we had 
was the anti-Xeno initiative report for the end of last year saying, well, the Thargoids have gone. They haven't been around for like mm-hmm. five months. I guess we'll never see them again. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Then today, this morning, uh, I get up and I see the Thargoids are around and I, I go to like a dozen different discords and post, post, you know, the Thargoids are coming. The Thargoids are coming. Like I'm Paul Revere. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is legit. They are back. Yeah, they are kind of back with a vengeance. In fact, I think there was a... I wanted to look on Galnet, and since I got the game pulled up, I'll look real quick. <clears throat> I think... Because somebody mentioned in chat that there was actually a Galnet post. Yeah, there's... Uh, the Thargoid, the Thargoids are back. They, I, I po- From the uh, the uh, the thing that I posted there... Let me see here. Let me pull this I up. I got it here. I got it here. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. January 10, 3306, authorities in the Nova system have reported high concentration of Thargoid ships. Thar- the following list contains the latest data on Thargoid activity. Atlas, significant Thargoid presence. Witchhead Sector DLY, D17, significant. Witchhead Sector HWW, C1-9, massive. Witchhead Sector FBX, C1-11, massive Thargoid presence. Uh, Starport status update. Um, Thargoid attacks are reported in the following systems. Now, this hurts my heart. Artemis Lodge. Uh, Artemis Lodge is one of the asteroid bases. It's probably my favorite asteroid base. It's beautiful there. It hurts my heart. Uh, I'm probably yeah. going to go help out over there, you know, after I get through mining. <laughs> um, Copernicus Observatory and Asterope. Um, Selene Orbital and Atlas. Hannah Enterprise, mm-hmm. which had Sector DLY D17. Carrion Vision, which had sector FBX C111, Cheryl Orbital, which had sector HWW C1-9. C1-9. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, they're they're back. They're attacking stations. Stations are on fire. Uh, AXI is is calling all hands. The uh, Operation Ida is got to kick back up into high gear. It's on. I want to, let's see here, where's the thing, because we're live streaming, I can do this now. I can actually do this damage starports thing. I can zoom out, let's just look at the damage, oh, yep, definitely right there. And, yep, they're definitely, wow, I have not seen these icons on this map in several weeks. It's weird, a little weird actually. All out there in the Witchhead Nebula. So yeah, if, uh, Mm -hmm. for the record, the best thing about this, like, uh, starports that are doing this, the best thing is to go and rescue, uh, passengers, you know, make yourself a little passenger ship go and, um, rescue a bunch of them. You, you're going to have to have something like some heat sinks. You fly into the station, you request docking, you fly into the station, you dock, you load up. Um, I believe it's a mission if I'm not mistaken. Um, you load up a bunch of passengers as many as you can and you fly out. And then you take them to, there's usually like a hospital ship um, orbiting nearby. You fly out to the hospital ship, you dock. This is a really great way to earn rep and uh, with whatever uh, faction is in that system. Uh, it doesn't last for forever. Once the, once, basically, once they run out of passengers, uh, they, they, uh, the, it goes into a, like a repaired state where you actually have to take stuff over there and repair it uh typical cargo style runs so 
um, I would recommend, like if you're looking for rep with Federation or Alliance, this is a really good way to do it. It's a good way to kind of speed you along. So, For sure. Um, is that all the news? Did I miss anything else? Oh, I do, so that, I do have one other that, thing. Go ahead. Oh, okay. No, go I, ahead. I was just going to say, that was just, I was just pulling that up from the... Uh, you know, from from the patch notes, but there, I definitely have several other bits of news from things that are going on around the community. Uh, I go ahead. I'm gonna jump in here because I want to make sure that I talk about uh, Buckyball real quick. <laughs> that was literally what the I next had. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. taking your thunder here. So, so, so no, it's okay. It's it's quite all right. I just wanted to to bring it up because first off, shout out to Alec Turner, uh, the amazing, the incomparable. Uh, so <laughs> he was like, Hey, there's a, there's a buckyball race starting Saturday. And I was like, Hey, I want to do that. And then I pulled up this list. Now look, here's, this is the buckyball racing club in co- collaboration with the hall seals present a halpy hand. Halpy is the, uh, patron, uh, God of, uh, hall seals. It's a, the seal that's on their little patch. And, uh, Oh, that's uh, what that is. <clears throat> yeah, help be the seal. They're they're the hull seals. Gotcha. So the hull seals, they're an organization dedicated to help people who damage their hulls. They're similar to the fuel rats, just with uh, limpets. Uh, you know, uh, they're coming to their their anniversary, and they have this buckyball race to celebrate. And uh, this is crazy. All right, this race is by, for yeah, absolute nutters. Like I am, this is by far one of the craziest things I've ever heard of a group doing. So check this out: you start docked at the Arfstrom station in Opie de Visti. You find a station that sells fish, uh, other than the starting point, and you purchase four tons of fish because why not? Then Where's you your drop seal? a t- to help you the seal. Well, yeah, you drop a ton of fish inside the ring of Arjung 4 as a tribute to Halpy. Then you fly the Blazing Dynamo uh, to the Blazing Dynamo uh, point of interest in the Kemerukamurar or whatever, and you fly one of the tunnels in the unauthorized installation while a limpet is actively repairing your hull. So you start off this race by damaging your ship to the point that it's about to you know fall apart and, and including uh blowing out your own cockpit uh so, so that you're on for bonus points so that you're yeah you so act. that you're so well i mean come on if you're gonna do a thing do a thing <laughs> but uh yeah so you're on life support uh you've you've destroyed your ship to the point that it's you know limping and sputtering and it's got a weird smell coming off of it and then you fly around doing this after you you buy the fish and you throw some out to you know uh to the seal god and you fly through this tunnel while you're repairing your own hull and the whole time you have to either you know get there in time or manufacture some more uh uh life support to stay going uh, and then you get to Maya, uh, you get the Fisher Enterprise in Maya, and you sell the rest of the other three tons of your fish, and then you return to the starting point in Opidavisti. And uh, when I heard all of this, I thought, you know what? I really, really want to do a buckyball race, and I can't wait till the next one because I'm going to try one that doesn't seem quite this advanced. <laughs> but that's just me. 
I have a feeling that there's some uh, we we got some screwballs out there that are willing to give this a go oh, and dude, are going to have some wait to see the video footage for this stuff because as soon as I had heard about this, like oh my god, the hull seals are crazy. Yeah, yeah, this is this is good stuff, man. I'm so sure, Alec posted something about this within our Discord. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Uh, dude, oh yeah. Uh, speaking of Discord, have you guys? Uh, announced like the, the the big news about the biggest person that joined our discord this week oh yeah yeah uh that's when we did that very first thing because we're going to celebrate page very first thing <laughs> hey 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 sorry i was late no no i know it's no big deal that's the, that's the first so, time in 17 episodes you've been late it's all good brother <laughs> So uh, other other areas of community news, uh, there was a clarification on the ARCs question because apparently for some reason, I don't even know why this was a question, but people freaked out because they thought that your ARCs were tied to your character. So like if you reset your commander and start over, you would lose all your ARCs. And that was, there was somebody made a comment that was, I guess, misconstrued or whatever. And that caused everyone to panic. And within 24 hours, uh, they got a dev that that made the statement like, "No, it's tied to your account. You still have them. Relax, everybody." And everybody could collectively unclench. Man, that, um, that whole thing screams of like internet <laughs> bullcrap that get blown out of proportion over nothing. It yeah, was a bug. The dev said so, and within 24 hours, they took care of it. But yeah. So other community stuff, um, Sagittarius, I put out an awesome new video on the world of death. So there's a system. It's uh, Spoihay XEX D2-9. So that's spelled S-P-O-I-H-A-A-E space X-E-X space D2-9. Now this system's about 600 light years from Colonia, and it has a planet inside the ejection cone of a white dwarf star. So, and they put out an amazing video where, again, this sounds like this, this, I guarantee you the guy who landed on this planet is going to be doing that. Halpy the seal crap running around because check what this guy did. You have to wait till the planet gets outside of the ejection uh, uh, zone. Then he flew over real quick, landed on the planet, dismissed his ship right away so that the ship wouldn't blow up. Then he rode the planet through the cone, through through the zone, and got an amazing light show, which he captured on video, and, and, and they, they put it out for you to enjoy for yourself. And then when the planet briefly comes out the other side, you have to real quick call your ship back, get on the ship, and get the hell out of Dodge before you overheat and blow up. It's pretty crazy and, and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is, this is some, this is some uh, top notch stuff. So definitely go check it out. I will have, it's all of these things. I'm going to have links in the show notes. So anyone who wants to join the discord, come take a look at the show notes and you can click on it and see for yourself, or you can just go to YouTube and check out Sagittarius eye and see the video. It's pretty cool. Um, Obsidian Ant also put out a video of uh, a couple of couple of things. They discussed the arc thing. They discussed uh, a couple of things. But one of the the interesting things that that I've seen there that I haven't really seen elsewhere was they had 
these uh, bobblehead uh, pictures, and it's actually the thumbnail for for the video. They have uh, this art that somebody made for FDev or whatever of a bunch of different bobbleheads, and they have like uh, an alien in a like a little gray alien in a hula hoop grass skirt. They've got a bunch of the power play people, uh, just lots of interesting stuff. So if you're somebody who likes bobbleheads, definitely check that out. Let's see. And we also have two videos from the pilot. The pilot did a video on the dolphin just Tuesday, um, which is amazing. And just, I got to call this out because in all of the holiday kerfuffle, I don't think we called it out. uh, Right on Christmas Eve, he dropped the federal dropship video. So those are two videos that both will have the links in there to check out. Um, do you want me to just keep going with the, the community stuff or do you want to interject? Does anybody have anything on these? No, no, you're doing good, man. Carry on. <clears throat> the, the, the pilot, I mean, always great. He always knocks it out of the park. And we've had on here twice now. Yep. Yes. Yep. So, okay. Big news guys. Remember we were discussing last week, like the whole idea of the narrative arcs and <clears throat> somebody that's really smart and a lore master, should you know do a tour or something and like take people along and we should figure out some way to do narrative arcs well uh drew wagar uh he might know a little something about something uh being the uh author of multiple uh official uh licensed elite dangerous books uh, novels he is doing a lore tour it starts on the 2nd of april uh 2020 Earth time, uh, thirty three oh six uh, in game time, whatever. <laughs> it's in the. It starts in the soul permit, so or, or sorry, in the soul system. So permit, like as soon as I say soul, immediately the word permit comes out. Make sure that you do some Federation rank missions if you don't already have the soul permit unlocked, because uh, you want to be there April second and and do this tour. I mean the the video for it, and and I've got a link. Uh, which is also going to be in the notes. The video for it looks amazing. It starts off with like, uh, you know, 1984 Elite, and then the the next one, and the next one, and then it, it goes all through the different Elite games, all the way up to and including Elite Dangerous. And then it says, you know, second of April, 2020. Uh, hashtag Lore Tour 2020. If there's a Lore Tour that you want to be on. Drew Wagar's lower tour is the one you want to be on. So I cannot wait for that myself. Um, any, you guys got anything on that? Man, I, uh, so I read about this, I don't know, two, three episodes ago, or announced it, and I've been kind of steadily following the uh, forum about this. And then I think this dropped actually yesterday or day before when it was announced and I was like, Oh God. So I am, I'm definitely doing, I'm super excited about this. Uh, I will be in game. I'll probably be ganked a billion times while I'm there, but I'll be in game. I'll be following Drew Wager through this. It with him starting in soul like that. Okay. So two things, one, him starting in soul like that makes me think he's going to start kind of at the beginning and talk about, I just hit my mic, <laughs> talk about everything lore based all the way going up. Uh, through the you know the story of the Federation and how it used to be called the Federation of the United States and all the things. 
So here's yeah. so here's tinfoil hat tie time, okay? Hit do me. do we think that Drew's been working on a novel or a short story for the 2020 update? And this is him because here's the thing: Drew's an author, and I don't think he has the time to just on his personal time to just decide to do a whole lore tour without it kind of leading into something. I think point to make. I think it could be really cool way to start drumming up press or start drumming up mm -hmm. interest in in yeah, a project to be announced at the end of the tour. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying, Drivenos? No, no, I was just agreeing with Kai. It's just like that's a really good way to generate press for it and like grab attention to it. Yeah, and I'm kind of wondering if they're going to have some sort of story element, um, kind of wrapped around into it for the 2020 release because this is this is going to be a huge release, guys. And if you and like, if you want your your key author to kind of drum up some hype around it. And then you want him to like write a novel or maybe a short story that'd be kind of centered around it, and then have the have like like the culmination of it in the game or something. And this is how you start it. You start it off a few weeks before. You do a great big lore tour. Like, hey, here we are. Here's the big thing. Here's Raxla, guys. Here's fleet carriers. And you can walk <laughs> around your ship. And you're gonna be able to actually walk around your entire ship and be able to shoot Thargoids and stuff. And it's not gonna be crazy or insane. And be full measure, right? That's the, the best, we're getting. The best thing about that is that you sneak in. Here's Raxla right before. Here's <laughs> sleep carriers. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be amazing? Absolutely. Is it going to be something that leads to, you know, maybe a very cool product placement of something on the horizon? I hope so. And I think very, very viable. Is Raxla going to be a part of it? Don't hold your breath. Shut not hear you. I don't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, yeah. I, I, we do have Commander Rashla Schmashla with her. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm really excited about this. I think that this is going to be very cool. If there's a if there's a guy, if there's a guy to do this, it's it's definitely uh, Drew Wager, and I'm super unquestionably. excited about it. And uh, unquestionably, uh, I, I can't wait to see where it goes. Um, yeah, I just want more Drew Wager in my life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure, man. That guy, that guy is so, uh, okay. His books are good. Uh, mm -hmm. but over and above that, like going to his YouTube channel and seeing the different videos that he's done. And this is not a guy who is just like, you know, yeah, I did this thing and I'm selling this book and blah, blah, blah. And okay. And on to the next thing he will like in a video, I, you know, I, I saw him stream where he goes and with glee, he goes to his bookshelf and pulls out this old box for the 1984 elite <laughs> and pulls out and unfolds the paper to show you like, OK, and this is the thing right here. And here is the actual dark wheel pamphlet book. And like, I mean, I love this guy. He is like he is like for for real he's in it man he's not just shilling books and yeah. I, I i love it so yeah i'm i'm super super stoked for this everyone make sure you get your soul permit and be ready for the tour in fact you know what go out and get all of the permits because you never know where this is gonna go so like get your permits be ready yeah. you don't want to miss out on any of it yeah i think that uh 
I've actually been kind of excited for this for uh, for a little while, and uh, I, I I just can't wait to see what else we can do. I want more. I want more. What's, of this, so what's crazy is like seriously, this is like exactly what we talked about last mm-hmm. week, and yeah. it's like you know what we want. We would like this, and the god Drew Wagar. The, the or you have to actually say it the beyond dockers way imperial senator wagger and then he, <laughs> he then he then he throws a book at me and goes it's wagger you twit yeah yeah <laughs> for sure like this is going to be great um what else there ka so okay uh first up i, I think I, I think the next thing to do would be the featured commander so every week I'm going to be doing a featured commander or featured content creator of the week where we're going to, uh, you know, talk about somebody in the community and go over some stuff about them and explain to you why you should know about them. This week, we're talking about down-to-earth astronomy, a.k.a. D2EA, a.k.a. Astro, a.k.a. Dave, a.k.a. Funky Cold Medina. Get it, Medina. He's yeah, dead. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, so, this guy is a man of many names, and they're they're whichever one you use, you, you better use it with respect because this guy is literally the brain of well, not literally, but this guy is the brain of Elite Dangerous. Like this guy is a genius. Like it's scary smart. Um, <clears throat> so, Down to Earth Astronomy is the name of his YouTube channel. Uh, his Twitter is uh, D2E Astronomy. His Instagram is at Down to Earth Astronomy and Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Facebook slash Down to Earth Astronomy. So check this guy out. Check his videos out. This guy is a computer programmer who like does high level programming or whatever in his day job and his in his in his life, his real life, whatever. And he got his doctoral degree by doing a program, writing a computer program where they took all of the observable information they could get off of like the surface of our sun, like in real life. And then he fed it all into a computer program. And from that, like they ran some kind of program where he could extrapolate and predict what was going to happen in the next five seconds of like the interactions on the Corona sphere. Or I look, I'm a dumb Marine. So I'm already, I'm guarantee you he's sitting there screaming, what? Cause I'm getting all of this wrong. But like this guy is scary, scary smart. And his videos are incredible. He does, First off, every kind of guide you can imagine. Uh, every kind of he does streams, he does multiple guides, he does uh, Hello Dave, which is like a weekly news show where he goes over every aspect of what's going on in Elite, and he'll bring it up and like go over and all the things you need to know. <clears throat> he uh, he does like well, like we just talked about. He he made the blunderbuss build where he's got a video that he just posted the other day of, you know, 21 seconds, 22 seconds. He goes from first engagement to he's exploded an anaconda, just like that. Uh, He does engineering. He does guides for like, okay, if you're going to go out to Colonia, here's what you need. And like lots of people do guides. He does them better than almost anyone. 
But in addition to that, there's another side of it where he'll start talking in the middle of a stream and someone will say like, hey, what about the news about, you know, Beetlejuice is, you know, dimming and, you know, it could could go supernova or whatever. I saw him in a stream just just the other day. He said, yeah, that's it's really interesting. And he starts talking about it and he goes, actually, let me pull it up in in game. And he pulls up Beetlejuice in the game and he actually looks at it and goes, no, actually, I think the mass on this is wrong. Like, mm-hmm. what? Who's smart enough to do be able, like, I would look at it and go, okay, it says the mass is that. So then the mass is that. He pulls up a website and pulls up something from NASA or whatever. And he's like, yeah, no, no. See, here's the real mass. And then he pulls up some star chart and he shows, well, for stars of this type to this type, it'll go like this. And the guy then went on to talk for 10 minutes about like how that could happen in real life and what it will mean and whatever. And like, just brilliantly, the guy just cannot be beat as far as every aspect of of the show he's got a merch store in there he's got little mugs and all kinds of fun stuff and this is not a situation of a guy who's just like so scary smart that you know he's like aspergery and you can't talk to him or whatever he's very down to earth he's very chill um if this guy is the johnny carson there is a uh, a uh, what was that guy that was with Johnny Carson? I'm I'm forgetting now. Uh, yeah. Uh, come on. Uh, uh, God, oh, I... what was the name? The guy that was set on the side. Ed, Ed McMahon. His sidekick, Ed McMahon. There you go. <laughs> if if down to earth astronomy is the Johnny Carson, there is another star of his show that you'll never hear his voice named Dunkel Aura. And Dunkel Aura is the Ed McMahon. <clears throat> Dunkel Aura is this also amazing guy. I think he's like the official mod or whatever. But whenever Down to Earth Astronomy is doing his streams where he's gathering or he's, you know, explaining how to engineer this or engineer that or put a link for this or whatever, Dunkel Aura will go through and like, because there's a lot of people watching Down to Earth Astronomy streams. He'll go through and like, get any questions that got missed and he'll answer them and and he in and of himself is an amazing guy that should have a stream like and together these guys are like a dynamic duo and it is all good stuff he deserves all of the love the community can give him if you're looking to try to figure out how to do anything this is the brain check down to earth astronomy first and if you don't see a video on it check when he's streaming and ask him and i guarantee you you will find uh that he has a video for this guy's got thousands of hours of content so uh, i know it sounds like i'm just like you know fanboying over him because i am he's that good check out his stuff you will like it well let me just say that like i'll be honest <clears throat> with you i have not discovered down to earth astronomy until about the last couple months I came very okay. late to the party, but mm-hmm. I have, I think I've watched every single thing he has except for a couple of, uh, live streams, um, because they were very long and, and I just hadn't got a chance to get to them yet. But, oh, yeah. um, while I don't necessarily agree with his theory on shields, I think I got a better way to do it, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's got their own way to do things. Um, I've actually tested his theory on shields and while it works wonderfully, 
Uh, I think mine's better, but I, anyway, we can we can. I, I... Well, so so the the the, the shield, he wrote a program, a computer program yeah, that will it. go through. It. <laughs> yep, it'll go through and it'll give you shield recommendations based on like how many you have or whatever. But you have to keep in mind that all it's... of that is based upon also a series of uh, like assumptions. Right. So he'll say like, "Hey, are you uh, going to be in like active combat or whatever, or is this like?" So if uh, a shield build that you're going to go for in a Hazrez is going to be different than a shield build you're going to go for in a uh, mining cutter because the one is built to take sustained fire and like to kind of keep it going. And the other one is built for staying alive as long as possible to evade the situation and get right. out of there or whatever. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of things in there where your mileage may vary based on well, I'm doing this or I'm doing that or I'm fighting this particular type of enemy who uses a lot of kinetic as opposed to, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I mean. Well, like, I'm, I'm actually going to yeah. ask him that on um, uh, what's the date I just said. Um, the calendar again. So my brain can remember because it doesn't. The 19th. And. Um, like we're going to be sitting down with him on the 19th. Uh, we won't be airing that one live. We'll just be recording it and then releasing it like we do other mm -hmm. interviews. But I'm going I'm to actually ask him what he thinks because I want his opinion about like my build. And uh, uh, man, to be honest with you, he has some, he's one of the most interesting guys when he streams. I love his stuff. I, I, do, I think he does great work. And uh, yeah, man. I, can't, I can't wait to have a conversation with him. So yeah, his stuff is good. And here's the other thing. He is also sort of very humble. There's lots of times where he will be self-deprecating or he'll whatever, he'll do something and he's like, oh, I, you know, he's reading chat and he's responding to somebody's question. And he's like, oh, now I'm doing the loop of shame. Like, yeah, he's not, <laughs> he's not, you know, sometimes you can get these guys that they're very, very smart, but they're kind of like a jackass. They're like, whatever. This guy is, he's a very, very cool, humble, nice guy. Uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a fan. Down to earth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, sure. I actually just I actually just secured that interview today, like like hours before the show. So uh, I, I don't think I've I don't think I've told you guys that yet. So now you know when. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now you both know. So um, I think I got it scheduled for eleven a.m. because his time is way ahead of ours. It's like nine hours. It was. It's not even eight hours. It's like nine hours ahead of ours. Yeah. Um. But I was going to try to do it Saturday, but then he said, I got to go out with my girlfriend. I was like, crap, girlfriend. They always get in the way. But <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. Should my girlfriend <laughs> actually be listening? So. <laughs> I kid, I, I kid. Um, anyway, so um, the only other thing I see on your list here, sir, is your list of thank yous, if I'm not mistaken, that you wanted to kind of run through. Yes, sir. Do you want to... You wanna... Is there any, uh, any other sort of thing that you want to hit in between, or do you want me to just roll right into that? Go ahead and do that, and then we will sure. do the new segment. So, Right on. All right, so this is, you know, a list. Just to be clear, I came to this game in the year 2019. This is my first year with the game Elite Dangerous. I didn't start playing until, like, August. I'm new to the game. Uh, but... I have a lot of free time and uh, I kind of dove into it pretty hardcore. And I wanted to say a couple of thank yous to 
the elite dangerous community. And I wanted to pull out uh, a couple of a couple of people. I had a longer list, but then there was so much stuff in the in the show that I was like, okay, I'm going to pare it down. I'm just going to do podcast and like two other streamers that I wanted to to cover real quick. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you to Lave Radio. You guys are the best. You guys are the king of Elite Dangerous podcast. You guys are the OG. You literally were doing a show before there was a game. You were doing a show based off of the Kickstarter. And in in the world of Elite Dangerous, you guys are the rock stars. You guys are the David Bowie out there. And the fact that like every week for the last four or five weeks, you guys have been giving us a shout out of some nature is just amazing. You guys are so gracious and so kind. And just that, the fact that you guys are the biggest ones out there and you give us a shout out, that shows that you get it. Like the idea of this, this is not, you know, 1980s television network land where, oh my God, if you're a Lave Radio fan, then you can't really be a Loose Screws fan. Or, you know, this isn't, we're not all on at Thursday night at eight o'clock and we have to fight each other to the death and be catty and try to hope that the other one does poorly. The whole point of this, we're a community and we grow or die together. So, if more people like Lave Radio uh, or more people like, you know, Galnet or, or, or any of the others, like that just builds all of us up together. And you can tell that the Lave Radio guys truly get it because they interact with the community so graciously. They're so cool all the time. And they're just the best show. You know, uh, um, well said. <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to jump in here real quick about, about Lave sure, Radio. Sure, sure. So, <sighs> I made this podcast and then um, the second episode was just me and the third episode is when Dravenos joined me and that is when I think it was third or fourth episode is when Phoenix to fire um, actually started messaging me. I think we started messaging each other on uh, Reddit and then at some point we exchanged some emails and then uh, when I made the Discord, man, he was like number three. Yeah. Well, he like he like, like number three total <laughs> user. It was myself. Yeah. It was Dravenos, and then Kai jumped in, and then I can't remember who else, but Phoenix to Fire was like <clears throat> right there. Like he was like right there supporting us right the hell off, and then we've gotten like I I, I think we have all of the crew from in there now, don't we? I, I think we might be missing Souverine. I can't remember. I think we've got several list, members so. of the yeah we've got several members of the crew and they've yeah. always been very very gracious and kind they yeah, like they got, they uh, help out with Levice, stuff aka Ben Moss Woodward in here too uh, Warlespoon's yeah. in here as well like those guys I mean I mean we we had a discussion about this talking about like favorite podcasts and everyone's like I don't know like did it and it's just like dude like you don't have to pick a favorite like Lave Radio has been out forever and I'm pretty sure we all are on record in here saying like we all love Lave Radio. Oh, I love them. I mean, yeah, they they kind of inspired me to do this. So uh, if here, here's all I have to say about Lave Radio, uh, let me just turn on my podcast player right here and just see what randomly comes up. It's Lave Radio, dude. Just just the best. Period. One hundred percent. Love they, you guys. The, those guys are awesome. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to join yeah. you to say thank you because what they've done for me to kind of get me the courage to do this show because my inward introvert self 
does not want to do things, especially when I'm doing them live. I'm still nervous, by the way, but anyway. Well, uh, I mean, so like there's two aspects to it. The one is like, do you just, do you put out a good product? And yeah, they do. They put out the best yep. product. They put out a great product. But then also, are you good people? And like, you can find people that it's like, ah, you're rooting for this guy because he's such a nice guy, but the product is like, meh. And there's other ones where it's like, man, the product is good, but I hate that guy. And if you can find where it all lines up, then you got live radio. So yeah, well, yeah. they've been in the game for a long time. So hell yeah, yeah, since hell the yeah. beta, since back when it was in a uh, uh, Kickstarter. So so moving on to my other man crush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My other man crush, the biggest is is Galnet News Digest and Watherspoon. Watherspoon, this guy, legitimately, this if there's one guy. This guy is the voice of Elite Dangerous. This guy, first off, Galnet News Digest, that's Watherspoon that you hear every week. You hear him mm-hmm. in Lave Radio in every episode because they play Galnet. You yeah, hear him at Hutton, you hear him in Hutton Orbital Radio because they play him every episode. He does work with Beyond Dockers. He does stuff with I've heard him as one of the voice actors on Sagittarius Eye. He does work with Guard Frequency doing like the technical stuff and whatever. Like this guy is just he's everywhere. He is everywhere. He is the best. I cannot wait. Cannot wait to have some kind of something come up where I get a call from Watherspoon where he says, "Hey, I need a voice for a thing." I am there for you, my man. You are awesome. Keep being awesome, please, sir. <laughs> yeah. Um, we are scheduled to have him on the show on the 25th, I believe. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, th- this is just uh, – I'm like a kid in a candy store, man. We <laughs> Like, we get to talk to Down to Earth, get to talk to Watherspoon, get to talk to the, you know – the guys from Lave Radio, I had a conversation today in in uh, in uh, Discord with uh, with uh, Edelweiss, and it's like it's just it's it's all good. And speaking of Edelweiss, that brings me along to uh, my my next uh, thank you, which is to Beyond Dockers. Now, let me tell you something: do not play this podcast in front of children or workers or on the bus. You know, this is it not something to be played at work. This is. A podcast that is full of dicks and fart jokes. Uh, it is set in the Elite Dangerous universe. It is hilarious. It is raunchy. It is stupid. It is super, super fun. If you like raunchy, off-colored stuff, if you are a mentally a five-year-old like myself, get this podcast, listen to this podcast, enjoy laughing at this podcast. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I'm 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 pretty much five, so I, I actually I, th- I consider myself. I think I'm like, like twelve. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're, you're like, cutting out. I think there's there's really there's really nothing else to be said. I mean, yeah. Was All I cutting right, so out? Was I cutting out? You, you, you did a little bit. Okay, yeah. sorry, sorry. All right. So next up again, also Ben Moss Woodward. I have heard your voice here, my man. Uh, Sagittarius Eye. Sagittarius Eye is like, okay, so guilty, guilty confession. Uh, you know, uh, Lave Radio is the talk show. It's the best, you know, it's the talk show of, of Elite Dangerous. Sagittarius Eye is just my favorite thing in Elite Dangerous. Now, the, with everything, there's a downside to it. Sagittarius Eye, you only get it 
four times a year. It's a it's a quarterly thing. Now it's it's a magazine. It's an online magazine that you can get the PDF of, and it is also they acted out with voice actors playing each part. And the whole thing is done in person as like a character, like they're they're playing as journalists and they're like, I'm live reporting here, talking to, you know, uh, Arissa Lavinia Duval about this, that and the other or like or, or this new ship came out or, hey, the Thargoids are attacking or whatever. They cover it all. And it's a thing where they take their time. They write it well. And it's just it's it's super, super well done. When one of these comes out, it's like you're a kid at Christmas. You only get it four times a year, so enjoy it. But there's like a bunch of episodes out. So if you haven't heard it yet, it's all new to you. Go and enjoy it. And the next up is Hutton Orbital Truckers. Hutton Truckers. This is a whole different thing. So Hutton Orbital Radio is like the clubhouse for the Hutton Truckers. And the Hutton Truckers, uh, this is a podcast that everybody should check out. It might be for you. It might not be for you. I don't know. It's like 10% useful news and and information and stuff that you should know. And 90% absolute utter nonsense. But that absolute utter nonsense is so fun and so funny and silly. And they are literally, they have a whole concept for the mug. And for the mug just means don't take it serious. This is not about gain. This is not about getting that extra couple credits for your void opals. This is not about making your lasers shoot harder. This is about making friends, hanging out, doing silly stuff. They make up missions that make no sense, that have absolutely nothing to do. There's no reward. They literally go to a planet that has like a big, uh, one of those big uh, prison planets or whatever. And they assault it and do a jailbreak where it's like they've got people flying in ships over and then they've got people in rovers coming in from under. And, you know, you get to this point and this checkpoint and this, that and the other. And you get zero credits for any of this. You get no materials. This is this is just about hanging out with your friends, having fun, being silly. Just this like like a week ago. I mean, they they put out an episode where it was the muggies. It's like uh like the oscars or like the 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 what do you call it? the golden globes or whatever and they made up silly categories and gave each other awards but to commemorate the really fun cool stuff that these guys do and like that's the whole point like we're we're flying spaceships okay we're flying we're a bunch of computer nerds flying spaceships we're having fun and it may be for you it may not for me i'm a hutton trucker i love that stuff so you guys are great. Thank you very, very much. Oh, yeah. Next up is the Guard Frequency. Now, Guard Frequency technically isn't an elite podcast per se. It is a hybrid. It's, uh, I would say, 50% star citizen focused, like 35% uh, elite dangerous focused, and like 15% other space games, yeah, No Man's Sky or, you know, Rebel Galaxy or whatever. Um, but... They have a reoccurring segment that I really, really like where they do some kind of like a, it's like a skit of like PBS news or whatever. And they're, you know, but they're in the elite dangerous universe and they're going around like interviewing people and talking about things that are coming up. I guarantee you there will be one next week about the Thargoids attacking and whatever. 
Uh, they do also like a little like a D20 role playing game set in the elite universe that they play like uh, it's a pre-recorded thing where they just play snippets each week. Uh, good show and check it out. Uh, so then there's Parallel Worlds, which, again, technically isn't an elite dangerous podcast. It's just a general miscellaneous sci fi and fantasy podcast, but it's done by the same people that do Sagittarius Eye. And there's a lot of great sci-fi stuff in there. And in one of their early episodes, like the second or third episode, they do like a very long in-depth analysis, compare and contrast between Star Citizen, Elite Dangerous, and No Man's Sky. And they talk about each of the three and the strengths versus weaknesses of the three. Uh, if I can just point out a strength or a weakness, I would say uh, Star Citizen, not a game that's released. You know, uh, you can do the math from there. But uh, yeah, really, really, really good show. Um, and then two other ones that are not uh, still occurring. These are ones that are either on hi hiatus or have just done their run. Lave Radio Data Slate was a very cool uh, like book club that was put out by the Lave Radio guys that they just talk about general sci-fi. It's not even, it's not about elite books. It's about non-elite sci-fi books from people who like space sci-fi stuff and it's a really good little show they've got like 17 episodes check it out read some of the stuff you'll like it <laughs> and the last one is escape velocity which was a radio play of the same name it was put out as a free podcast you could listen to it it's you know for people who get like books on tape or whatever audible uh it's like that it's for free they put it out there, and I think there's a, a link there where you can go and you can donate to them. Um, it's a cool little story. It's neat uh, and should definitely be checked out. <clears throat> and then, so I wanted to talk about a couple streamers real quick. So we've got, first off, we got Rusty Dog. Rusty Dog is unlike a whole lot of other streamers you're going to see, uh, where sometimes it's like very scripted, very planned out, very sort of high energy and this, 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 and it's all pre-planned and everything goes according to plan at all times and whatever. Rusty Dog does these great two-hour, three-hour, four-hour streams. He streams a lot of times, like on Sunday morning or whatever, and he just is very chill, very relaxed, a very kind of like a low-energy guy, but like in a good way where he's very, very, very calm and soothing and his streams are really, really cool. He plays elite. You see him try a thing, not pre-planned, not set up. He tries a thing. It doesn't quite work. He goes back. He tries again. He figures it out. He gets it. And it's very, very cool. And it's weird, but like some people deal well with like high energy and they're, they're, they're loving that. Some people like a low energy kind of very relaxed thing. Check out rusty dog. If you think that that might be your thing, because if you watch one of his streams for like three hours, you end up being his buddy. Like, I can't explain it, but like, you'll just, you'll, you'll fall in love with that guy. He's, he's very, very, very cool. And his streams are awesome. Um, next we got Galnet news digest, which again, Watherspoon, I've already covered it, but he, you, you can also check out his stuff on YouTube. It's the same thing. It's the show, but 
you can find it there. Some people just aren't as big into, uh, you know, podcasts per se, and, and uh, they're, they're going to check out something on YouTube first. Check it out there if that's, that's your thing. And lastly, Commander Exegius. Commander Exegius is an old-time streamer. He's awesome. He makes great guides, great videos. And he took, a, like, I think a little bit of a break. He was chilling out a little bit with it, but he is back with a vengeance. He put out a video just the other day. It was a stream, like a three-hour stream, a phenomenal stream on every aspect of material gathering and engineering that there is in this game, period. Three hours straight, he's got... He, he goes out and does it. He shows you. He goes to um, Jameson's Cobra. <clears throat> he tells you his system for that. He he then goes to uh, the, the bug killer uh, site as well. He shows you how to farm the high grades. And there's a, a method that you can use. And he specifically opened up a ticket to check with FDev that this is not uh at exploitation or illegal or against the terms of service and they're like yeah no it's fine you can do that if that's what you want to do it's no big deal like uh he he goes through every aspect of these are the engineers here's how you do this here's how you do that um here's how the roles work here's how ed uh what is it edsm the engineering thing works here's how uh uh, you know, Anara and EDB, EDDB.io, you know, do this, do that, do like every aspect of it. If you're just starting again, the link is going to be in the show notes. If you're just starting the game and you're like, man, this, this mats, this material gathering and engineering grind, I'm not sure about all this. This is kind of crazy. You owe it to yourself. Check out this stream. And three hours later, you're going to be like, I know Kung Fu. You're like, you, you'll see the matrix. You'll, you'll get it. It's, it's super awesome. And last, uh, I save this for last. I want to say thank you to first the loose screws community, all the people that have been popping in the discord and doing stuff. You know, you've got dubs, you've got tracks, you've got data, you've got, uh, like tweaked, um, so many people, Gustafa, uh, just today, a new guy joined Dr. Camus Corelli, like so, so many people. I can't forget my girl, Raxla Smaxla. You've got like so many people, Alec Turner. Oh my God. The best, the guys from labor radio. Um, just, just, just so many people constantly doing stuff and interacting and we do fun stuff and we go and do silly stuff and, you know, Gav cook. So many great guys. The pilots in there, Watherspoon, everyone. Um, and lastly, and I save you guys for last because I want to thank, and I left this off the podcast list because I wanted to make it the very last thing. I want to thank you, Ty. I want to thank you, Dravenos. Loose Screws Podcast. It means so much to me. Um, I don't know. I love you guys. Thanks a lot. Well, damn, my heart just melted. Uh, it's good to have you here, man. Like, we've appreciated talking with you and you hanging out with us. Like, I can't speak on Ty's half, but, you know, I've enjoyed having you. Like, we've had pretty good conversations. Thank you. Ty? Am I talking now? 
Yeah, yeah. you are. Okay. You are. I've been talking for like five minutes. And <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. My mic. <laughs> okay. Replay all of it. <laughs> no. Um, Don't tear up, uh, man. It's okay. It's okay. You can tell us you were crying. That's fine. <laughs> no, uh, this is exactly why I brought Kai in. Um, after, you know, deal, or after talking with him and speaking with him and, and uh, having him on the show last week, so I wanted to see how his chemistry was with us. Um, man, he, he came in to our Discord channel, and he showed me some stuff in regards to videos and community stuff that I didn't even know existed. And the problem is that I don't have a whole lot of time to just sit around and watch videos and listen to stuff because, um, yeah, I have a job, and... I have a, you know, girlfriend and life happens and, uh, uh, you know, uh, Kai doesn't have a life. So <laughs> <laughs> no, he can, uh, he, he can, he can watch all the stuff. He can, he can kind of, he kind of keep better track of some of the community stuff. So that's why I brought him in here to do this, that, um, you know, he's, uh, you know, every, every week he's going to bring us stuff like this of, of stuff that other people release so that. Because man, you know, I, I I don't subscribe to the theory that we're competing with all the with with all these people. I don't subscribe to that theory. I look at it like we're all in the same boat, and the whole thing that we're trying to make here, we're trying to make something that's that's fun and informative. Because at the end of the day, I'm just trying to have fun with this game. I'm not, you know, this is this is this is my uh, my artistic expression here is is this podcast. Uh, you can go watch or go listen to the first 15, 20 minutes of the show. In episode one, and I had like this whole monologue about uh, why I'm doing this show and who I am and why I should even be why anybody should listen to me about anything. Well, the fact that you shouldn't, except for the fact that you should go. I'm telling you the people you should that you should go listen to. You should go get information for because I don't have the best information, but I know people who do. And Kai's real good at gathering that stuff, and that's that's the best way to do it. Uh, you know, everybody who's in uh, the Discord tonight and everybody who's watching us on the live stream, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all of y'all. And uh, I honestly would have quit a while ago if it weren't for all you guys. So um, the fact that people actually listen to my craziness is pretty cool. And um, that's why I brought Kai in. And I brought Dravenos in early on because... Uh, no one wanted to do the podcast with me after the first episode. <laughs> so, um, he was really cool to get in here and, um, man, you know, uh, like tonight, I'm just going to say this, like tonight was the very first time that I've ever had to hit record and you weren't here. Aside from this, that second episode, of course. And it was really weird. <laughs> it hey, was... I showed up. Did I not? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure, care some stuff. So, you no, know, no, well, I, that's. I, that's that's also the good thing of having three people of like if one week i'm stuck late at work or or uh, you know whatever i'm sick or whatever you know like it's still no you're not alone you still got dravenos or or you know whatever and like that's a huge thing to say about dravenos like dude when things are rolling and things are huge and you know you've got a down to earth astronomy and waterspoon and the labor radio guys talking about you whatever everybody wants to hop on the the, the train but when you were just starting and, you know, you had three listeners and whatever, like the very first episode, whatever, like, you know, when you're there and the chips are down and you're by yourself, 
when you got the guy that's going to be like, yo, man, I'm here for you. That's that's huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, though, like, I'm pretty sure we told the story, but just to reiterate, like, I just followed him on Twitter and he's like, hey, you want to get on here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah. And then he had me back again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you ain't going nowhere, man. So. You just you just sit your ass down and you shut up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, keep, I actually don't shut up. Keep talking. So that way I don't have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like I don't like this. Uh, at least at least this uh, this co-pilot's chair is nice and comfy. Yeah. You know you you didn't skimp out on the pilot co-pilot's chair. And I'm pretty sure Kai feels the same way right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, um, I think that's about all you got there. Isn't that right, brother? Yes, sir. All right. <clears throat> So that is all of the creators corner with uh, Kai. So we're going to start a new uh, segment this week. And uh, the idea was is that we're going to start giving you little bits of lore. And we're doing this right as Drew Wagar doing his huge, his huge lore tour. So this would be great timing. But anyway, um, I, I was debating about what I wanted to do this week. And... The little bits of lore we're going to do this week is it's story time with Old Man Ty. It's Old Man Ty's story time. I'm not doing it in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, everybody... Grab your corn cob pipe and sit on the front porch. <laughs> just just to set the scene, I knew this was coming. So when he started story man- time with Old Man Ty, I sat back, I put my feet up, and I took a sip of whiskey. <laughs> so... Anybody who's watching the stream right now, you'll notice that I am in my uh, crate, Phantom, and I am over here next to the Generation Ship Atlas, and uh, I don't know um, how many people know what a Generation Ship is. I'm going to break them down real quick. So, um, the first Generation Ship was launched from Seoul or Earth, which I actually think it actually launched from Mars, but anyway, in the year 2097, um, it was followed uh, by approximately 70,000 others over the next several decades. Most That's of these, a lot of ships. Yeah. Most of these expeditions were funded by uh, big Federation corporations. And this is before... Uh, you know, the Alliance or, or the Empire existed. This is way back in the day. Um, the deployment of the ships was not real wet, was not well regulated. Uh, and this caused a bunch of issues. Uh, some of the vessels launch uh, unprepared. Um, some of the corporations uh, were dissolved or were bought by other uh, companies over the years. And it made it really difficult to keep track of generation ship positions and who actually owned the ship. So basically, you know, like if Microsoft was launched a ship and then Microsoft was bought out by Apple, God, please don't ever let that happen. Um, uh, we would, you know, and they launched a ship, well, they may not know where the hell it's at in, you know, 100 years or whatever. Well, so a generation ship is a ship that, you know, it's, it's a huge, you know, you can see right here, it's multi-kilometer long. And it goes out and it's packed full with like, you know, let's just say 10,000 people or something. And these people go out and they, uh, their whole idea is they're trying to get to some other star system and colonize it. 
well these ships move at sublight speed they're not they're not like uh, 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 they don't have an FSD or super they can't super cruise or anything they're just going at sublight speeds and they fly out from Earth they leave the solar system it takes years to just leave the solar system and the whole idea is that their children's children's children children's or whatever the long whatever the line it is will eventually colonize it so like like if i was a, a captain of a ship well then my son might be the captain or my daughter might be the captain and then their family might be the captain and their family might be the captain basically you hand down the roles to your to your children and that's what a generation ship is um we just dealt with the generation ship the Golconda. everybody kind of knows that story but a lot of people don't know is that there have been 16 ships discovered in Elite Dangerous. Um, I think I think they have actually only I think they've actually only released 16. I don't think they I don't think FDF has released released anymore. Um, but they started doing this in 3303, so three years ago, and uh, the ship each one of these ships that you can go visit there are little ports um see if i can find one real quick there are little ports that you can fly up to and scan with the uh data the, the data link scanner and you can get little audio briefings on them and little audio logs and they typically tell the story of what happened to the ship or why it's you know where all people go yeah there's one right there uh, it's just the generation ship, but yeah, I can I can go up there and scan it if I wanted to, and uh, that's it's really cool to hear these logs. Cause these logs are kind of they tell the story of what actually happened. Some of them are are uh, you know kind of horrific to be honest with you, and some are just kind of interesting. But these are good little lore tidbits of everything that happened. So the one we're going to talk about tonight, it's just like I said, is the Atlas. So the Atlas ship was discovered by Commander Dillium 53 uh, on May 23rd, 3303. Uh, it is located in the system Charic Drift, orbiting the star Charic Drift A. And I'm going to pitch around here real quick, and you will see the star. It's a good old-fashioned neutron star or white dwarf. I can't remember which one it is. Um, but yeah, and it's, these things are beautiful. These generation ships are absolutely beautiful. Um, I don't think I actually said that, but anyway, um, so if I can get my ship to stop spinning here. So if you scan all these beacons, the story kind of goes like this of, of Atlas. Um, I believe it was the fourth generation engineer, uh, Tom Edwards discovered that the ship was unable to break. Uh, it was a manufacturing default that went completely unnoticed um, since the ship's construction. Now, Tom was the chief engineer, and he had his wife named Jean. And um, he went and told the captain, and yeah, Tom being the decent guy he is, uh, was saying, well, we need to come up with a solution to get these people off. So they they tried to fix it several times. Well, they, they failed fixing it. 
and ultimately what ended up the decision was was that they're going to launch all of the ships uh escape pods as they flew by their destination so tom um found you know the problem with this plan however was that the the escape pods had to be launched from someone on board the ship so tom volunteered so tom then goes home um and he's going to tell his wife jean what's you know he volunteered to do this well then he finds a pregnancy test in the bathroom and she's pregnant so um ultimately he makes the decision to go ahead and get her on one of the shuttles on one of the escape pods and uh launches all the escape pods and saves the colony and supposedly his body is somewhere on board this ship because he would have died uh you know years or whatever after the fact um at some point the atlas ran out of fuel and it started orbiting this star and uh that's where it has settled and you can actually hear Tom's voice if you fly out to these things and you scan them. You can actually hear old Tom's voice and old Jean's voice, and you actually hear their communication log between the two as she's as he's launching the uh, escape pod. And um, uh, he gets a communication from the captain uh, after they landed at the colony, and they. Uh, decided to name the colony after uh, Tom Edwards and um, it's just it's it's really cool and kind of haunting to hear these logs and, man it it's uh, it's super heartbreaking yeah it, each each one of these generation ships that we've found so far are with the exception of the Golconda they're not real happy stories and the coolest thing about stories like this in Elite is that F Dev has enough stories like this that they could just do like single player things where you run around on the station or run around on the on the ship and just kind of watch it slowly collapse into oblivion. So each week I'm gonna bring you some of these uh, generation ships and I'm gonna talk about each one and tell you some of the ones that are happening. But what I want you guys to do is to go out to the Atlas. It's only like 25 or 30 light years from Seoul. It's in the Chark uh, Drift. Go out to the Atlas and take a screenshot of it. Listen to the scan all the beacons and listen to the log. And the voice acting in this game, the voice acting that these guys did in this one and in others, is superb. And uh, I want you guys to post it, post your screenshots of you being with the Atlas in, in our Discord. Uh, we had a screenshot channel just set up, uh, just set up, posted in there. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing another one of these next week. So when you, when you post the picture in the screenshots thing, put on their hashtag story time. And uh, yeah, for each one so that we can see them because I want to I want to see them to be able to shout people out or whatever. It's 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 very, very cool. The story is amazing. It's heartbreaking. It's a situation of like, you know, it's, this isn't a situation of she was on the ship and knew that he was, 
you know, not coming, he had to trick her because he knew that she wouldn't go and he needed her and his baby to live. So he literally like lied to her and said, get on the thing. I'm coming right behind you. And then she's freaking out because the doors close and she gets launched and she's like, what's going on? Stop, stop. This is no, no, no. You got to wait for him. You have to wait for him. And he has to tell her then as she's launching, like, I'm sorry, I had to lie. I had to get you to safety. You're going to be fine. My baby's going to live. Like, it's just, oh, my God. It's like the, you know, the the J.J. Abrams reset of the Star Trek thing or whatever, where you have uh, Kirk's dad, like, putting them on the ship and, like, mm-hmm. sending them off in the escape pods. It's a scene like that, and it's like, oh, my God, it's so good. So you have to go out, scan this thing post the pictures and uh you know it's i'm i'm going out there uh and i will have my picture in there tomorrow i've been out there but i'm going back out there again because uh i gotta i gotta do this for story time with old man kai well also uh like in addition to the discord if you're not in our discord you can find us at loose cruz ed but also like if you send it on twitter um at Loose Cruz ED, I will make sure, like, if you're not in the Discord, I will post it in the Discord for you if you send it, it send us to it through that. Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Like, I just <sighs> want to give people multiple options just in case. No, uh, that's good thinking. Good thinking. Because not, not everybody's cool with Discord. Uh, not everybody likes to be in Discord. Uh, but I will also say, like, you should join our Discord. Like, our community has grown extensively within the past like couple of weeks over the holidays and everything like that and just the amount of support we've gotten the amount of people hopping in here and just you know just just building this community like holy crap like i i really am humbled by all of this it's like especially with Paige joining us and everything like that and then we have you know, down to earth astronomy joining us. Like it's very humbling to see that we're growing this much mm-hmm. and you know, it's like, it's like Ty said, um, we do this because of you. So thank you guys. Just that's, that's really all I've got to say. It's just, thank you. Yep. So, um, this part of the show is where we typically talk about emails. Now, the only email I have this week is from uh, Commander J.D. Uh, Wiley. And um, he's cool enough to send us this really nicely uh, worded and really well done email that I'll have to share with you guys. Um, but honestly, everything in the show, we can make a whole episode by itself. So I think we're going to probably going to save this email for a future episode and we will go through it in detail. We actually might get him in here where we can talk about it uh, when we do it. But I definitely want to get him in here. He messaged me in Discord to make sure I got it. So I, I want to spend some time analyzing it. I want to talk with you guys off air before we kind of go through it. Um, because it, it deserves more than just a quick pass. Uh, oh, it's yeah. A very well thought out email. So Nice. Um, and you know what? I want to I want to kind of surprise you with a, an unannounced drop in here, Ty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to put out a challenge to our community, put to to the community at large. Uh, either send it in an email to to the loose screws, uh, which the the email will be right there in the show notes, 
but uh, or or come in into the Discord and post it with uh, you know uh, hashtag Kai's question. And my question this week is, what do you want out of fleet carriers? Hmm. I want to hear. I want to hear ideas from people that like is We've some stuff that it's like on air with me and Ty. But yeah, that's good to hear what, well, what, what the community wants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear from like from all of the people out there because there's good. I guarantee you, we're gonna hear a couple of things that we're like, holy crap! I never thought of that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think, I think that's the show. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, and I'm all talked out. I'm, you already know what I'm going to say. Yeah. So if, you, if I need to go ahead and drop, drop what I'm going to drop, you just let me know. Uh, drop the Twitter again, if you would. Uh, the Twitter is at loose screws ed. You can also follow me at dravenos13. You can follow Ty at tierval. Uh, I don't know if Commander Kai has a Twitter. I, I do not twatter. Right, well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you can follow me at Dravenos13. You can follow Ty at Tierval. Uh, me is D-R-A-V-E-N-O-S-1-3. Ty is at T-Y-R-V-O-L. Uh, this week, we did not have any new followers. I checked that right before I hopped into here, and I know I hopped in mid-episode because I was late. Sorry about that. All good. But, um... Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys can follow us and all those spots. Uh, mainly follow the Loose Screws ED podcast more than any, or at Loose Screws ED before anything else. But uh, my final word, of course, per usual, I'm sure most of you have come to know this, is don't fly without a rebuy. Yep. A uh, couple of programming notes here. Um... <laughs> so Chad of Six says, traveling prostitutes is what, what fleet carriers need. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh next week we will have tweaked on the show he will explain the bgs to us and everything that we need to know uh, about the bgs because there's a bunch of crap we don't understand about the bgs uh the 19th we got down to earth astronomy the 25th we got uh Watherspoon, and somewhere in there i'm gonna get some sleep so <laughs> Uh, big old show. Big, we got a big old beefy meaty show. A bunch of big old beefy meaty shows coming up for you guys. So uh, I don't have anything else. Kai, what's your last words, Bubba? Uh, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to be a cool kid and join the Discord. And I got to <laughs> hear it from one one last time. I got to hear from Dravidos at the very end or it doesn't count. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so what? Don't fly without a rebuy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but to, like, give it some pizzazz. Yeah. Oh, you want to give it some... Okay, 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 hold on, hold on. <clears throat> hey, guys, just make sure you don't fly without a revive. <laughs> Jeez. Noish. I'll see you guys next time. I break the microphone at the end of that. <laughs> see you guys next time.